Time for the truth. On the December 4th, millions of people all around the world, for the first time in the entire history of humankind, witnessed such a large-scale event. Hundred languages of simultaneous interpretations, organized by volunteers. It united people from 180 countries in a 12-hour live broadcast that uncovered the most relevant and vital topics of our contemporary society. The truth was voiced openly and honestly to the entire humanity. People stopped being silent as the time for the truth has come. People who participated in the preparation of the conference, they are true heroes. They are the ones who understand the current situation, who devotedly stand for the entire humanity, stand for the life of every human on the planet Earth. Hello, dear viewers. Today we will continue uncovering the topics raised during the conference, as well as sharing our impressions of this significant event. Please let me introduce our distinguished guests for today. Dr. Sigamani Naika from South Africa, Professor of Education at the University of Western Cape in Cape Town. Ms. Natalia Marichuk from Ukraine, an independent entrepreneur. And Luis Felipe Flores from Colombia, defender of collective rights and popular educator. Welcome, dear guests. It's a pleasure to have you here with us today. Yes, welcome, de uh, dear guests. And uh, now I would like to in uh, invite all of us to watch a video about the conference. Four months have passed since the time of the previous conference. And over this relatively short period, we have seen how much the progression of climate change and environmental degradation has accelerated. It's important not to remain silent because this survival of all humanity is at stake. It is time for the truth. We are now in a world where every single day, somewhere in the world, a climate extreme event is going to take place that will break the world record of that particular place. The European floods this summer or the Western North America heat wave this summer. Both of those extreme events were due to the jet stream reacting in very unusual ways in ways that climate models did not predict would happen. But when I'm out in the field, I always hear people say that I never thought it would happen to me, and they're always surprised. Can you imagine how devastated you would be if you lost everything that you owned? If you watched the people around you, the people that you love, struggle and suffer or even die? We have to understand we're one people on one planet, and it's up to us together to solve these problems. We cannot leave it to our leaders. The leaders have shown that they are not up to the task. The leaders think of themselves as leaders of their own country. They don't care about the rest of the world. The problem right now is we've all surrendered a certain amount of our power to centralized authority, and they're trying to use that to take over everything. And they've been using this excuse of anthropogenic global warming in order to try to consolidate their wealth and control. So we've got to just completely abandon and expose that. 
the discussion about the climate is narrowed down to the reduction of CO2 and global warming gases. And I think the problem is much broader than that. Nobel Prize winner Sukuro Manabe showed that doubling of CO2 concentration would increase temperature without considering water vapor by 1.3 degrees Celsius, whereas when you do take into account the moisture content, the temperature would increase by 2.3 degrees Celsius. In other words, its increase is almost two times faster. Anthropogenic global warming is a grandiose scientific scam of the 20th century. When you actually go back into geologic records, ice core samples, volcanic data, 12,000 years ago it was Campi Pergali in Italy, uh, 24,000 years ago was the Tambora in um, New Zealand that lines up exactly with the cycle. Green energy is not green at all. Wind power is not green because wind farms require enormous amounts of concrete and metal to construct, disturb wildlife, harm human health with noise pollution, kill hundreds of thousands of birds each year, pollute our air and water supply. We pay high prices for something that will never meet our needs. We need to build a humanity that lives like a beehive and we have to build a society that puts human life first. If we combine our scientific, technological and intellectual resources, we can solve the problem of climate change. Let's follow the Creative Society's survival guide. The three easy steps. Learn more, spread information and unite to build a creative society. After all, this world is given to all mankind with only one purpose – to live and be healthy, happy, to create and not to destroy. The Creative Society is project of everyone. We do not collect any donations or funds that disappear in the deep pockets. Instead, each person acts in their abilities and uses resources they already have. It is your opportunity to be a part of the solution and live out your superhero potential. Thank you so much. Um, and it was really a uh, very amazing e event. And I would like to uh, share, um, I'd like to ask our dear guests to share their impressions. And uh, we would like to start with Mr. Laker. Could you please share your thoughts and feedback um, on the conference? Yeah, yeah, good, uh, good evening. Should I say good evening, everybody? Uh, thank you for inviting me to the conference and um, I think that some very powerful statements people made there. I think the one statement that was made was um, we're all in this world together and we've got to change it. And the continuous uh, statements made by people uh, suggest that everything is not right in this world. And we have to make a difference. But I, I'm an educationist. And, um, you know, what applies to the, uh, to the, the rest of the, the universe in terms of 
all its very dynamics and climate change and so on, where there are serious problems, I think we have a serious problem in education. And um, I think education <laughs> in this very beautiful world, which is um, where there's an abundance of resources, where there's enormous beauty, where there is uh, enormous of everything, but it's only shared by a few, and, it's, and it benefits a few. And so most of the poor children in the world, in the poorest countries, and in the poorest context in the rich countries, their communities get reproduced by the education systems of the world. And my contention is that education is in the hands of people, of power, and money. But those three facets do not act in the interests of every child in the world. And that's our problem. The biggest challenge facing education in the world is that the bureaucracies that are located in the various uh, countries in the world uh, focus on uh, procedural correctness. And despite the outcomes. So if the outcomes for literacy and numeracy is bad, if the throughput rate is bad in education, if poor children are not, not, not succeeding in education, well, this has happened for over 100 years. And we don't have to look far. If you look at the school-to-prison pipeline in the, in the United States, which is the richest country in the world, uh, has very expensive elections, has very expensive space programs. Uh, other parts of the world as well, where poor communities are reproduced for decades, for hundreds of years. Uh, and so that is why I think we need to impose a social justice system um, on, in every single education department in the world. Because virtually every country has a poor population. And if you look at the data and if you look at the statistics, those poor people are marginalized. They are alienated from the mainstream. They cannot play uh, a decent role in the mainstream economic and social life. So I'm suggesting that we change the bureaucracy and we find a mechanism that uh, where people can plan better so where vulnerable, vulnerable and poor people can be brought to the center of education. Now, I know social justice means a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But I think we can remove the conceptual looseness of social justice and apply it on every single decision people make. Oh, and the first question every education planner to ask in this world is how can we reduce inequality? You have such a beautiful world with so much of natural resources and other resources, but you only got such a few people making or enjoying the benefits of it. 
So I'm suggesting planning education differently. From the days of mass schooling, uh, very little has changed for poor people in the world. Take any country in the world and look at the poor communities, look at the way, they, the way they are reproduced, and look at the lack of compassion and empathy for poor people. In India, there are 253 million people that are illiterate. But India is a nuclear power. Now, how can we understand and relate to these contradictions? So I think we need a new theory of education. We need new assumptions based on social justice, a theoretical framework based on social justice. And we need to plan every aspect of education, how you budget, how you employ personnel, how you utilize the system, and every Every step of the way, you have to ask the question, how do we reduce inequality? Now, if you look at the SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals, if you look at inclusive education, it hardly ever works in any country in the world. And the reason is that education has become a commodity. It's in the hands of the rich. It's in the hands of the powerful. And it acts only in the interest of middle class and rich children. So let me stop there, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Maker, so much uh, for sharing such an important opinion. And uh, definitely, uh, education is the courting for uh, the healthy society. And for sure, uh, in the 21st century, we still have so much inequality and we need to get rid of it finally. So it's time for actions and time for the truth. And now I'd like to turn to uh, Ms. Marichuk. And I'd like to find out how did you find the conference and what touched you the most, what impressed you the most uh, in the conference? Добрий uh, вечер. I thank you for giving me the word and uh, for the invitation. Much of what I heard has um, really shocked me because the information that we hear in um, that we hear um, in the um, media is very different from what we heard at the conference. And this really, Tashni um, is someone um, uh, that's a human on this planet. And the subject of um, unity is very close to me. In uh, my life, I, um, I, I am involved in these kind of questions um, and involved in uh, issues with refugees um, um, and the question of unity and, and the fact that only by uniting can we um, solve the uh, global problems of this planet and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry I am uh, moving uh, I'm at work um, I, I, t I do uh, hydroponics um, and the um, and, and I really like the topic of um, 
что в большая часть, вот that, предыдущий спикер сейчас говорил, что the, the last speaker um, spoke of that uh, the larger part of all um, income uh, in, and also in um, um, agronomy, it, it's, um, it's just part of uh, conglomerates and they don't um, follow all these rules um, that are necessary um, and this was also talked about at the conference and here um, the question arises that we do need to talk about it and we need to unite and um, also to give opportunity to smaller uh, organizations and um, little people to solve these um, issues more globally. And I think then um, that this, uh, this question, we can, you know, we can save uh, more our nature um, and everything depends on the person and how they take uh, take care of it and um, the big organizations and big corporations they are um, really um, finances and I, I'm very thankful that this was um, these topics were raised and thank you for the conference thank you thank you thank you so much um, uh, for your comment for your feedback it's uh, uh, also very important to talk about this um, event and um, the question uh, goes to our another guest. Um, can you please share uh, why it's so important to reach such topics that were raised at the conference and um, not to be silent and speak up? Uh, Mr. Flores, uh, can you please share about it? I want to say um, hello to everyone for in this meeting. Definitely, those topics are so interesting in everyday life. We, we are not inventing nothing. The, the, the indigenous people of all over the world, they are saying every time all the consequences and what have the, the life right now in this uh, the natural life is not respected it's not valuable valued and attacked by different points of a border of power economical especially but and the political power too so we was educated uh, for this original uh, people for the collective uh, memories to create a world where they uh, and try to um, doing something about the right now world that everything is important and the money uh, it's the most important stuff and not the administration about the society uh, if we can say in four decades ago we consolidate as a right in the world right now it's a commodity so it's everything it's a commodity as education medicine and all of this uh, uh, drives to all the society that the individualism it's the most important stuff right now so everyone it's all always think about himself and no one um, makes a convocatory to 
uh, where there is no institution to represent the right of the collectivities. So we have a, a society that the only thing, important thing is the force of the individual. So this is made to us very uh, selfish, and this selfish uh, came to us uh, in, in the way that the only solution it's in the where every person can achieve by itself, itself himself. So we have to start to research an alternatives. So probably we have to start with the diagnosis. So what is happening right now in this society? So really, in the consumerism, uh, consumerism, I don't believe because all of this was directed by the elite for many reasons. So today, a lot of people, unfortunately, not consume because don't have the money to 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 go in the consumerist way. So uh, to make a difference, and a lot of uh, layers of this society don't have money for consume even for take the basic stuff. So uh, you know, and even they cannot buy another stuff. And uh, another way, the injustice of so social injustice, and so on. All of this is something like uh, save your soul, whatever you can. So we have to, or the thing that we must do is to uh, researching for make a research for strategies to switch, because we're stand, staying gambling with the the situation of right now. We're never going to have a, a feasible life for everyone here. So, and even don't going to last for the next generation, we have the the huge responsibility to build an alternatives, and those alternatives not, not going to come easy or faster, because it exists very strong powers that they don't want it. They don't want it that is happening right now, because we are probably 10 or 8 a political and economical power that they have the control of the society and to keep the people you know in in in, in a lie uh, so but if we think about the collectivities in the fields and so on so we have different places that we can see that in every time we can we can see that everything is possible if we work together in the small towns and i think that this is very amazing so right now it is the time of the truth and we have to uh, join pull uh, a line to to say that and not use it as a simple it must be a track we have to build a track for everyone here thank you very much thank you so much Felipe. and uh, definitely everything is uh, possible if we are united if we are together and uh, right now i have another question for you Felipe. Uh, we know that you are expert in migration and uh, this topic uh, was raised among the others uh, during the conference uh, the question to you is, Filippo, why do you think such a problem as migration still exists in the 21st century? And why do people have to migrate to leave their homes they like, they love? Uh, why do they have to leave their native countries 
and why some people have more than they really need or more than somebody can even wish and why the others have almost nothing and do not have what they really need for the living. Yes, is it starting from the thing that you are doing? We, I think that we can say that exists like a re religiosity, something like this, a cult, a cult of, to the money, believing that the money is the solution of the life, that everything drives to us to make a descomposition as a society. And I, another uh, idolatry that we have, uh, they're driving the uh, people behavior, it's the pull of to have. I think about the life uh, uh, meaning, the meaning of life is to have. If we don't have his stuff, we are not happy. The cult of individualism, because we're uh, starting to think that we are the center of uh, life, the center of everything. Of all of these, some, some like religious uh, re requires that it must exist something like an spirituality of life, of nature, of everyone, everyone world. And the, the thing that we have to do, the goal of this, it's not only in terms of political and economic stuff, it must to consider the the spirituality that we have right now and it must be and it might stay in every places so if we achieve that everyone in this planet in in this actual the circumstances build uh, alternatives to show uh, to be very good everyone else probably going to exist more people that are going to join in this way because we don't show you know, and transformations. We're going to be the same speech that everyone have in the in in the ways of that right now they have in the media. So because the people perceive a lot of stuff, but only it's a speech because it's a the the people that they really want are alternatives. So probably we're called to set to make this uh, transformation for everyone. Yes, thanks. Um, th uh, thank you for your answer. It's exactly true that um, about these alternative ways, um, not many people are talking right now. Uh, I mean, like uh, these official ones and the media, um, they are silent. They're silent about the current situation that we have uh, uh, in the climate. And uh, we have shown on the conference um, uh, climate crisis that is happening right now. For example, how many uh, cataclysms were increased um, from the period of the previous conference, it was on the 24th of July, and the current one, um, which was on the 4th of December. And we see uh, how many uh, cataclysms are happening. And this actually gives us um, argument, and I would like to ask uh, this question to um, Mrs. Marichuk. Um, can you please um, share um, the technology that you are working on, um, like uh, that you are also discussed uh, discussing these vertical farms? They will be very, very required in the near future. 
because we already now see this huge migration of uh, people from one country to another, and it will, will just increase in the time where cataclysm will gain the power. But we don't see that these uh, technologies are not introduced overall. Why is it so? Why is it happening? So uh, can you please share your understandings um, about this topic? Please. Yes, thank you very much for the question. As I see it from my experience, why this is happening is because up to today, um, many uh, countries have conglomerates that um, do um, take care of agriculture, um, and this is um, a lot less expensive, or not not uh, not really faster, but it's less expensive because such vertical farms, the hydroponic ones, they require uh, quite large uh, capital investment and uh, resources and energy resources. I, I wouldn't say that they're not being implemented at all. Um, actually, in the last five years, um, they, they have been um, uh, added uh, in Japan, uh, America, Israel. Um, the um, Arab Emirates are very serious about this. But mostly, um, like for example, in Ukraine, this topic is just now starting to um, to be uh, talked about because it's very expensive. And for large conglomerates in um, agricultural conglomerates, it's not uh, uh, profitable for them because in vertical farms, the, um, the, the time of uh, growing um, the product um, is reduced and so you need uh, less of labor force. So this uh, technology de development um, and the te technological processes uh, development, like everything, uh, it's uh, just not very interesting. It, not many people want to implement it because it's still cheaper to hire someone and um, just uh, saw um, the land and uh, in a short uh, period of time uh, get the um, get the product without uh, much of capital investment and it has worked it's working and it will continue working but it's still it's continue it's working uh, it's moving in that direction and uh, for example one uh, of uh, the people on um, in our team we want uh, every city to have such a farm because the pandemic has actually shown how uh, much we actually depend uh, on each other. Um, and, and a lot of um, facilities um, have stopped, and there's been um, less of uh, ex uh, export to uh, countries, between countries. And those uh, cities that have the farms, they've been able to 
um, use those people, the people that live in those cities to work, and um, it's been really helpful. But the large um, uh, enterprises, uh, it's, it's not very interesting for them. But it's moving, the progress is happening, and we are involved in this progress. And like I would say, in Ukraine, we already opened four farms. Um, they're not very large, um, maybe 400 square meters, but they're there and they're starting to work. And this uh, makes uh, them happy. Thank you. May I ask, uh, may I ask additional question, uh, you, uh, Ms. Marichuk, uh, again about the technology. But this technology, it is, it is known, yeah? So, um, and it's not too complicated. But mm -hmm. for some reason, we know about this technology um, and we know that there are so many people worldwide who need this technology to be in implemented in their area. But for some reason, we still have so, so, so many dry areas in the world and we have people uh, suffering. Uh, they do not have what to eat and a lot of them, they die every day just because they don't have anything to eat. So we have technology, we have understanding that it, need, it needs to be implemented, but for some reason we don't do this. What's the reason for that in your view? Again, um, um, this is an expensive um, venture today, and not everyone, and most, um, most people just don't want to invest money in it, especially in those countries uh, where um, there are fewer, um, there's less money, if we're going to be honest about it. And just now, um, no, nobody is going to do it and nobody is going to want to do it. Uh, it probably will have to be a collective decision that this needs to be done and um, that we need to help these people to take care of the people with such necessary product. Unfortunately, right now, it's um, all just has to do with financial. Um, uh, as long as um, there, there's profit, um, the it's not going to happen. Such a thing is just for helping people. It's not going to happen. But I think that um, by doing these kind of conferences and having these kind of educational um, events, it will show that um, it, it is necessary and it will start moving. I th but I think it's just it just all has to do with the financial side of the matter. But that's just my vision of this. Yeah, it's a bit that currently uh, most people, they value money more than human life. And that's why we think about finance every time when we need to help uh, somebody uh, in reality. Uh, but as you mentioned, uh, thanks to the conferences, thanks to millions of people united worldwide uh, in the Creative Society project, the situation is being changed step by step every day every hour. So our uh, next question is to Dr. Neka. Uh, Dr. Neka, you, can you hear me well now? I can hear you. 
Oh, great. You, you, dedicated, uh, you dedicated your life to education, yeah? and you touched this question um, uh, already earlier, but you, you told that uh, quality and um, uh, affordable education can change everything, yeah? but actually education is uh, one of the core uh, things for, uh, for, for the healthy society. Uh, and on one side, uh, there are still so many people worldwide uh, who do not have access to high-quality uh, education. Uh, but on the other side, they say that education becomes uh, more and more affordable every day and that the quality of education is better and better every day. Uh, and still, when we have so many educated people in a world right now, we have problems which cannot be accepted in the world of people who believe they are educated. You know, they are people. We have modern slavery, uh, we have sex slavery, we have other questions which just cannot fit in your mind. What, what, what the problem is with all this? So many educated people, but so, so many problems. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a difficult question, but uh, I'll try to answer it. I think that there's no human values in education. And, you know, the, the previous speakers spoke about money and the domination of money. And, and there isn't really human values in education. Um, because the education narrative uh, is being created, has been crafted by the rich to make more money. And they have identified education as a way to make money. So, I mean, can you imagine having a president like Donald Trump? I mean, is he an educated man? Now, there are other examples in the world where people have no respect for humanity where people uh, engage in wars, make decisions about increasing violence, making decisions about uh, undermining the leadership of other countries. Let me give you a very practical example. In South Africa, we uh, identified this uh, virus and we made it known to the world. But then all these countries in the world banned us from traveling outside South Africa because we found this virus. We've detected this virus and we made it naked to the world. So that tells you that, you know, there aren't many people who are really educated. And so the, the decisions that they take is politically astute, uh, is about making more money is about, and the, the aspect of humanity doesn't surface. We need a new education system in the world that's based on love for humanity. That's it. Love for humanity and universal human values should underpin education. Not dollars and rubles and rands and cents and, 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 and what have you. It should be 
education should be universally about love for humanity. And, and I don't think you can teach any, anybody any better, any better lesson than love for humanity. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for your understanding and for uh, this lesson that should be teached uh, for humanity. And um, we actually also saw in the conference that all these problems lies in our current format of society. We have such a conditions. Um, so we, like every human, just came to this earth and there were some rules that were pre predefined uh, by people who lived before us. So they uh, agreed to live in such a full format of society. We can call it consumer format, but actually uh, where people consume goods and services, but also the format consumes people's lives, time and attention. And it's... Um, very important question. So how we can change this situation? I mean, uh, what should we do as, a, as ordinary people? And uh, it's my next question to, uh, to you, uh, Dr. Nager. Can you please share maybe your understandings, how we can uh, share this information as much as possible? So how we can be united before uh, these cataclysms will gain more and more the forces. So which solution do we have? That's a very important question. And I think the answer, answer lies right here, where you create these forums and where you have these conversations. And as you said earlier, the world is changing every day. And, and I am very convinced that the world will change. But we need to have conversations like this, the one we're having now, and more conversations, and we need to write about it. And we need to change the narrative in the world from one of greed and oppression and violence and theft to one of human values, where humanity is respected, where everything that we learn is about the importance of our fellow human beings. Now, if you look at the scriptures, and if you look at the Bible, and if you look at the Gita, and if you look at every religious text, it talks about the love for humanity. But people go to church on Sundays, and on Mondays, they exploit people, enslave people, cheat people, rob them of their land, destroy the world through climate uh, uh, violations. And, you know, we have to practice, we have to practice one universal truth, and that is love for humanity. And we have to have these conversations, we have to write about it. Writing about it is very important. We have to produce an alternative narrative to the one that has been dominant over the last several decades. The dominant narrative in the world sits in large parts of Europe and sits in the United States of America. That narrative needs to be changed. The people live like robots, where they are unable to think for themselves and they are unable to see the enslavement of fellow human beings. 
and we have to challenge that net dominant narrative every single day through conversations like this one and other conversations as well as writing writing textbooks and books for children that's based on love and universal love is very important thank you so much thank you so much for your recipe for better future we definitely should follow this advice and we will see a result very very soon uh question to question to you uh philippa please uh could you could you could you explain one one thing uh there is some misunderstanding i believe uh in this world because um more and more people every day they understand that we as humanity and we as individuals we should not wait for anybody for any organization any individual any country etc uh to change the world to change the way we live more and more people understand that only we as individuals and only we as individuals united can change the world uh but still there are a lot of people i would say too many people who do not even believe that the change for better is possible they think that that's impossible to change the world somebody can do this not we what would you suggest to such people how can we change this way of thinking in order to unite as soon as possible Bueno, well, so in this way, probably we're trying to do several years to change the scenarios of, of security, collaborative scenarios in the towns, towns in the in the inner towns, ancient towns. A lot of people give life in in the side of religiously. A lot of they was killed. Uh, slavery so the thing that we are talking right now so despite the the dates the the data the numbers that shows all the problem we are not saying nothing new even so the society in general so in the country occidental tree of uh, colombia was following in the in the stage that they really believe that the egoism is the salvation is the main uh, so everyone must think about their own stuff so even we going to levels that they in the inner family they don't have uh, no feelings each other even in the in, in the families everyone have to going out going up by itself or itself so right now the family it's not the place that they join the, the people the human people the humanity because the family right now it's almost destroyed so where are i going to come with this we're touching the the very deep in the bottom so because we have to understand that we are dependent of everyone else so 
when we are part of the problem, we have we are part of the solution too. So the people must to visualize how we are living right now in the middle of this all you know facilities the stuff to doing stuff easier how in the middle of, of all of this full of tools we're living you know with a worse quality as before and how was the quality of life before and how it is right now so what's the meaning of this so i think the point of this is to we are living circumstances where no respect for life so the most important thing is the human life, you know, all this in, in the game, all this in the play, it's even the life of the world. So we have the responsibility that to improve the destruction of life, to increase the everything destruction. So right now we're living in several uh, slaveries that right now tight us to the is, this egoism that we it's very difficult to take solution so but the point is try to don't fight against people so, so to motivate the people to have a better life to everyone can live in amazing world to make a contrib contribution and the collective must to uh, put the, the 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 wellness for everyone not in the another side that the people used to think that the people have to put the you know all of this to the to everyone else thank you um thank you for your answer it's uh, really depends only on us only on those people who already know this information know the truth and uh, so I have also a question to um, Mrs. Maricho. Can you please also um, uh, tell me the answer for the following question? So why would you recommend to your friends and to your relative, your, your, colleagues, your colleagues, to watch the conference uh, that was on December 4th, Global Crisis Time for the Truth? Thank you. Um, I actually had recommended from the very beginning because I understood that it's quite serious and um, it's a very respo responsible thing. And I also told my children and my acquaintances, we talked about this a lot and we discussed it, such questions. But, um, Unfortunately, most people just like to talk, and they, not not a lot of people want to take action. But um, since our uh, the people rely on the information that comes to them uh, from TV, from internet, um, it's a lot of negative um, information. Um, and um, a lot of brutality and uh, there should there should be more of such positive information and there should be we should be talking more often about um, how we can change these things to move people to take action and such conferences um, such meetings um, they um, 
They um, make people uh, start thinking and, and to change, to um, look, uh, to search more and to start thinking more. Because um, actually, people are used uh, to not thinking. They get the information and then they're just happy with that. They don't analyze it, they don't think about it. They just, uh, whatever they've. Uh, information they've gotten they just talk about that and by such actions as this conference um, it makes people um, start analyzing and thinking how can you change this world because without changing yourself um, nothing can change in this life by changing ourselves we uh, with our example we will change um, people around us so of course I have recommended from the beginning and I will continue to recommend this conference and these discussions um, and also to stimulate people to participate more in such discussions thank you thank you thank you so much thank you so much and uh, fortunately it's it, it it becomes easy and easy every day uh, to change the world to better. Uh, in order to act, uh, you need to just find out information about the Creative Society project, to understand it, to accept the concept of the project and just to share this information with other people. So as you see, no complicated action is required in order to change the world. Everything is very, very simple. And um, also I'd like to say that the latest conference lasted for 12 hours and so many topics were raised at the conference that we cannot discuss everything uh, during one uh, single discussion. So our discussions will continue. And we ask you, dear viewers, please send your video questions to the mail info at creativesociety.com. And also, you can send your questions in Instagram, Twitter, on Creative Society English. And we will insert your video questions into the next international discussions, and we will discuss these topics together with our distinguished guests. Thank you so much. I would like also to um, support what you just said, uh, because really right now it's very easy to uh, be a hero who saved the world. We have saw it uh, in many movies uh, that heroes, they have like supernatural power, but right now um, you can find everything in your pocket, your smartphone and your personal understanding is the most important tools uh, that, that you have in order to share the truth, in order to understand in what kind of situation are we right now, what is happening on our planet. So we uh, suggest to everyone to watch this, co uh, this conference and uh, go deeper in their understandings. Uh, make a feedback uh, right now, uh, right away when you just like watch some uh, fragment and share it with others because it's really vital in our current situation to share uh, this information as broad as possible. And um, let's stop this uh, spiral of being silent. Let's just uh, speak out and speak honestly 
and truthfully about our uh, situation and about chance that we all, as a whole humanity, can build creative society. And right now we, we are in the informational stage. Uh, it's the, the first and most difficult stage. Uh, but we're already doing a lot in order to contribute, in order to build the creative society. And I would like to uh, say thank you to all of those uh, who already participated in preparation of this conference, who are preparing this roundtable. There are a lot of people who uh, are invisible. Uh, they um, make in translations, they prepare um, the guests, they uh, do a lot of work. And uh, it's really happy to see like uh, such people who are already doing a lot. So let's be part of our team. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, dear guests, for joining us today. Uh, it was a pleasure to talk to you. It is your input into building creative society. And as you see, it's quite easy. We just gathered, we discussed important questions, we got some understandings, and this is the way we share information around the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, you remember it's time for the truth. And now it's time for the song which brings the truth. Thank you. Let's hear it.
Listen, love, it's time for unity. It's time to put aside the drama. Do it for the youth. It's time to stand together. For real, it's time for truth. It is time for truth. Nothing to fear from anymore. We can just Show!